Hey there, buenos dias, bonjour, konnichiwa. Thank you for tuning in to This Is Your Mind Ranting. This is your host, Crush, and always Mr. Stark. Say hello. He's in a good one. Uh, today is the 19th of May, 2023. My sincerest apologies for not posting something last week. Uh, my voice had become strained and uh, I just had something um, in my in my throat. And, and no, it wasn't what you think it was, you sick bastards. Um, but yeah, now I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm feeling a little bit more pumped and energetic. And uh, yeah. And What do you think, Stark? Uh, we're ready to start today's episode, right? Um, he's licking himself in approval. So what I wanted to talk about today was this. Um, I've been playing around with multiple um, AI apps and uh, websites. Um, I've been playing around with uh, Microsoft Bing. And then yesterday I was playing with uh, Bard AI. And um, I asked it some interesting questions. And... Um, just wanted to give my take on this kind of uh, on, on this on this stuff, and um, I think the first thing I wanted to ask it um, that I thought was quite interesting was if it were a longtime investor itself, uh, what types of um, mutual funds, index funds, uh, REITs, uh, bonds uh, would it invest in, or what businesses it would invest in. And so I plugged it into um, into Bard, and basically Bard had said that it would invest in um, in uh, the Spy Index Fund. It would um, or the ETF. It would invest in VOO. Uh, these are kind of like uh, the S and P five hundred um, exchange trust funds. Um, Vanguard uh, Vanguard Total Market. Um, Invesco Q, um, just a variety of growth and blue chip stocks as well. It had mentioned Coca Cola, Berkshire Hathaway, and I, I'm reading this stuff, and it's just like it trips me out that this this AI is looking to replace um, certified financial planners, and you know. Uh, um, fund managers and a lot of these fund managers, I know I've heard many, many things about them that a lot of them do their best to take a, a good chunk of your money to fatten up their own pockets. I mean, it's the way of the world. Some people just are looking, looking a way to make a quick book, um, in kind of sneaky ways. And it's kind of messed up that there's a lot of people uh, to this day that aren't investing because of um because of those um people uh 
I mean, a lot of people will also say they won't invest because the market fluctuates and it's crazy. Um, I've overheard a few of my coworkers talk about um, cryptocurrency and that, you know, one was saying that they're pro gold. The other one is pro Pepe and uh, Bitcoin and ETH. So, I mean, just it's a, a variety of uh, options and a variety of uh, conversations to have. But what it sounds like that uh, if AI were a long-term investor, it would be relatively smart. Um, I even asked it if one were to try to get a $10 million uh, net worth. Um, it gave us about an average of an 8% annual, I think, interest rate so about eight percent and then we had to invest about seven hundred and twenty seven dollars per month and i think that's doable um if you're smart with your money and this is uh to achieve a 10 million dollar net worth by the age of 70 you know uh, per minute you keep your expenses down so um i like how ai answered this question because I do have um, Invesco and I do have um, I do have Spy and I do have VOO uh, Vanguard and um, which is the Vanguard stock or ETF. So I and that was for me doing my own research on long term investments. So I guess I could give that one, I'll give it an A. Um, I wasn't looking to, to grade their scores, but um, it was quite interesting uh, to ask uh, what it thought, um, what I would think as a long-term investor. Um, one of the second questions I ended up asking um, Lex AI was why people still consider speed reading to be such an important skill and like, isn't it bad for our brains? And it just kind of really broke it down as to why um, it's inefficient for us to to have uh, speed reading. Um, you know, it had mentioned that we live in a fast-paced world that every second counts, and then, you know, the art of reading is no different. I get it. Some of us don't really want to spend any more than a few minutes to sit in front of a book uh, that might be boring. Um, and we're always constantly trying to read something as much as possible in the shortest amount of time. Again, the world moves too fast. Um, I mean, look at AI is now able to dish out 2,000, 3,000 word um, article posts um, and sound sound pretty good. I mean, yeah, you got to tweak some of the articles to make it sound more more authentic, more emotionally based. Yeah, I mean, speed reading, speed reading is cool, right? But um, there are some serious consequences to our brain when we're doing that. Um, and then we're just bombarded with information at all times. And I don't think we'll ever have enough years to uh, sit and contemplate all this information. Um, I mean, ju just just in the last 20 years, um, here on the earth we've expanded rather aggressively i mean now we're having uh ais like lex bard microsoft being chat gpt ask ai 
now we're having these guys um, being able to beat the freaking bar exam and uh, giving out investment advices uh, and investment advice um, and talk about robo advisor. I know robo advisor uh, started back with like, you know, stash and like Robinhood, but now we literally have a, an algorithm or a robot telling us where to put our money. And um, it looks like they're pretty smart with it. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it going into me asking it why people still consider speed reading to be all that important. Um, we're always just constantly trying to keep up with the latest trends information. And that's where speed reading kind of comes into play. Um, supposedly, you know, with speed reading, we can read large amounts of text at a faster pace, um, which can allow us to consume more information in a shorter amount of time. However, um, it's not really useful. It does come at a cost. Um, it will screw with your brain. So supposedly speed reading can actually lead to de uh, decreased comprehension and a retention of information, as well as increased levels of stress and anxiety. Look, we already got so much shit to, to worry about. And I know like a lot of college students, they'll like have to cram a bunch of information. And so they'll do like the skimming of a, of a quick, uh, section of a chapter just enough for them to be able to get ready and pass their um, class but I mean if it's gonna really cause them to be stressed out and for them to try to reach for you know Adderall or um, some type of uh, mental stimulating drug um, in order for them to kind of pass school I mean that's very detrimental that's that's harmful it just makes reading such a painful chore. And this is coming from someone who honestly likes reading. I mean, I, I do my best to try to read for at 30, 40 minutes. If I'm really crunched on time, 10 minutes. Um, but college has made uh, reading such a chore for a lot of us. Um, and then the, uh, Continuing on, Lex had basically pointed out uh, there's a couple of um, um, a couple of things of why the brain becomes anxious, and I asked it uh, to explain uh, what goes on in the brain through a neuroscience perspective. So you know, anxiety involves activation of the amygdala. You know, I've talked about the amygdala; they're uh, small almond uh, clusters deep within the brain. They are tied with like the mesolimbic system, uh, which has control of, you know, our emotions, uh, memories and uh, fear activation. So, yeah, a lot of the anxiety can start from there. Obviously, that's not definitive, but, you know, this is what we have as the most current neuroscience. Um, so, yeah, it's it helps in its responsibility for processing emotions, particularly fears and threats so the amygdala receives inputs from various sensory systems and can rapidly respond to potential threats in the environment so yeah a book can be considered a threat because you know we're just like wondering okay we got to take down this information as quickly as possible uh, we have to attach a reason to it and then the amygdala will just you know get fucking uh just stressed out you know then it'll release uh cortisol adrenaline and, you know, your eyes are darting back and forth you're using the, you know, you're using the finger tracing method or you're using a pencil and you're just scanning. And it's funny because I've tried speed reading 
uh, techniques and I'm like, oh shit, I could read so fast, but then I'll remember something for a quick second and then like within the next five, 10 minutes, it's gone. So, I mean, with the repeated exposures, um, especially with speed reading, um, this amygdala can go hyperactive leading to chronic anxiety and other emotional disorders. Like I said, the world's already chaotic enough. Um, I don't think we need to uh, uh, overstress ourselves willingly. So speed reading might be considered a beneficial um, skill. However, you know, uh, Lex tells us to be aware of the potential risks and consequences it may have on our brain and our overall being. Um, and just, you know, it'll make us hate reading. So I definitely would advise keeping away from that. Um, just to add a little bit more to that. I remember that I had that brain app. Uh, what was it? Um, Elevate. That was basically like, you know, the kind of like a Lumosity. It's like a brain based uh, game app where using the power of neuroplasticity and uh, fun games and, you know, giving meaning to the uh, to this idea of learning, um, you can expand your brain. And especially because. After a certain age, I think it's 25, the brain kind of has a hard time uh, fully developing and, you know, uh, attaching itself to new ideas. Um, so Elevate had a section on their uh, techniques um, tab where, if I remember correctly, they were uh, kind of teaching or trying to test you on your speed reading capabilities um, to see if you can... Uh, read word from word and then the words would bounce uh from different sections of the screen and you would try to do your best to uh read as much as you can and i thought it was quite in, uh impressive I, I i almost boasted about this uh until i realized it's kind of dweebish uh to even mention that i had a 500 word uh per minute uh reading uh, ability except um it was probably more likely like Half of that, maybe 300 at most. Um, if I'm reading at a comfortable yet um, at a comfortable pace. So overall, I will give this score or this AI answer. I'll give that one an A as well. I, I you know, what, at this point, I think even the third um, thing that I asked AI playing around with it Um I'm just going to give it an A as well. I asked it, why do companies care very little for 4.0 GPA students upon hiring um, or interviewing? And the reason I bring that up, or I asked uh, Microsoft Bing this question was because there was a video that had circulated on my uh, YouTube shorts uh, feed of a guy supposedly talking about um, not having... Um, not having the time to look at people's resumes and you know if they were uh if they had 3.7 to 4.0 gpas that uh the company would just flat out ignore them because uh the person supposedly didn't have uh the complexity or the ability to think for themselves and i was just like wow that's kind of harsh and it's it's ironic because they tell you they've told us for years to work hard to persevere education um, so that we would look good on res on a resume or on paper. And um, there's these guys uh, from companies like that that think this way that 
And I think I know I mentioned, I, I, I think, well, not that I mentioned, but I've heard people mention that, oh, uh, you want to hire the guy that has like a, that has like a C average because, you know, the guy was probably busy doing other stuff. He didn't really care much for school or if he was educated, but he had a, um, if he had like a, let's just say, um, a hobby that he was still educating himself um, and that, you know, he had very little care for any schooling. But, um, yeah, so this, I asked uh, Bing a little bit more about uh, what it thought about it. And it said, um, it was an interesting question, according to some sources, you know, employers care most about your GPA when you're applying for your first job out of school, especially if you're a recent college, high school graduate with limited professional experience. Some employers may use your GPA as an indicator of your abilities or work ethic, and some competitive technical industries may care more about GPA, such as education, finance, health, law, and tech fields. Okay, so uh, that makes sense. I definitely would want uh, one of my teachers or a professor to have uh, really good grades. Um, guys in finance, um, I know they work really hard, at least the, the, the fiduciaries, the, the, the good guys in, in finance. You definitely want them to have good grades. Uh, the guys doing health law—that that's that's a given. That's that's not even debatable. I definitely don't want a doctor with a three point one GPA fucking stabbing me, unless you know they've improved their grade overall. <laughs> and then law—you know—you want a, a good lawyer, you want a good paralegals, um, and yeah. However, in the uh, this is this is the AI continuing. However, in the vast majority of fields, the vast majority of employers do not ask or care about your GPA or expect to see it on your resume. They'll look at other re relevant uh, resume experience, such as jobs, internships, uh, volunteering um, activities, and leadership roles. Once you've been out of school long enough to have real-world accomplishment, your GPA will basically be pretty much meaningless it is value as a rough stand-in as when you don't have any real world experience to point to okay so it is useful to a certain point you know um also most employers are not looking for perfect uh, 4.0 gpas they might be looking for someone with a 3.0 or 3.5 um because they'll just basically assume that you're uh taking the bare minimum required to graduate and punch the college time card jesus christ <laughs> and it's got some sources too from askamanager.com indeed so uh places that are very um that know what they're talking about um so ai yeah it does require human input but um this is pretty good a high gpa is worth including on your resume for the first years that you're out of school but otherwise you can uh, you could skip including it so to answer your question, some companies care very little for 4.0 GPA students upon hiring because they might not see it as a reliable predictor of uh, job performance or potential. That's true. That is that is very true. I'm I'm sure there's been cases where someone with like a, a, a mid two point GPA in high school or in college uh, just rocked the shit out of a sales job or rocked the shit out of you know. I'm an office job and they worked their way up, you know, and, and they're out there. So needless to say, 
while that video was kind of tasteless uh, because the the guy was being kind of uh, snarky about it and the fact that people were ripping him in the comments that, saying that, well, his employer must have not been that smart or he must have been insecure. Um, I do like this answer from AI or from Microsoft Bing. So I will give this one an A as well. Um, I'm definitely going to play with this more. I'm going to ask it more interesting questions. It still won't take any of my offensive questions. Um, I've tried with Lex. I've tried with Bing. I've tried with uh, ChatGPT. I tried with Ask AI. Um, the only thing I can really do with my offensive questions is if I use resemble AI and I just make a voiceover. And you know what? Remind me, Stark. This is a reminder for Stark. Um, I'm going to have him remind me to try to do an entire episode just using an AI voice-based um, script. And I'm sure you guys will be able to tell the difference, um, especially because of how clear and coherent the message will be. There won't be a lot of ums. There won't be a lot of pauses. So it should be good fun. And I will be equally creeped out. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe in the next month or so, we'll do something like that. All right. So for today's, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll conclude today's rant. Um, play around with AI. I mean, it's the way of the future. It's going to be with us uh, for for, for a very long time until something better comes, uh, most likely brain computer interfaces or actual robots uh, with um, with a conscious. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, learn to play around with it. And then that's yeah all there is to it. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Please check us out here on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you uh, listen to your favorite podcasters such as yours truly so until next time from me to stark to bucky over there in the background looking at both of us with an angry scowl this is crush um thank you and uh, this is your mind ranting